Good morning, and welcome back to the Living Every Now podcast. My name is Jake. And my name is Will. And uh, you're listening to a very special episode today. Why is today so special? <laughs> We're talking about something that is, um, I feel, something you and I may overlook because we've probably spent this, uh, spent a long time doing it, but we're going to talk about introspection or self-reflection or knowing oneself and different ways of doing that because it's super important, but kind of fundamental. That's pretty broad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so to, in general, just, I guess, understanding yourself? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. So I, I have a story to tell first. Okay. And then we can go from there. All right. Tell the story. <laughs> All right. Let's hear it. All right. So very recently. <laughs> Do I know this story? I don't know what you're about to say. No, I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> very recently. Right, yeah, I think so. Anyway, very recently I was like, this is just an example. I was just thinking about, you know, what do I want out of a woman? And it seems trivial, but I, I actually don't feel like I understood what I wanted until I started this process. So what I did was like, I got my journal, a, a paper one, thanks to your bullet journaling <laughs> episode. And I started just writing what I was feeling about what I wanted. And I came up with a list of requirements. It's like seven pages long. No, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but no, through, through this process, I not only, I felt that, I felt like uh, the woman I wanted would be like, I have to do things in my life and act a certain way to be worthy of said mystery girl. Okay. But I'm painting mystery girl too. So, so through this process, I was not only understanding what I really wanted out of a woman, but understanding what I really wanted for myself too as a man. And I, I did this in a journal and it was a it was a fun time. Not really. Actually, it was kind of uncomfortable, honestly. I wasn't really prepared for the uncomfort. Was it uncomfortable because you had to come face to face with kind of the less desirable parts of yourself that might not be worthy of this pretend person quite to yet? Totally, yeah. Kind so had to make a, a ledger of where you are in your life right now. Exactly. So I come away from this with so many areas that I want to improve. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really refreshing on the self-conscious productivity level um, and just kind of pursuing life. And I, I feel like I wasn't in that place before to be able to have like a fire relit under myself to chase the different areas of my life. And I think if, I think of like any, I think for the average person, like I don't, I don't want to out anybody, but like for the average person that looks at our life, they would say like, oh, that's, you know, they're, if they could, had a microphone or sorry, a micro, uh, what is it? Microscope on our life, magnifying glass. They would say like, oh, they do a lot. Like they, these guys, they, they, you know, do a podcast. They, they're trying to better themselves, blah, blah, blah. They're stretching, they're working out sometimes <laughs> <laughs> they're eating right for the most part. Um, you know, they do a lot. That's good stuff. But like, then you take away the lens of comparison and you're like, how can, how can Jacob be better? I think Jacob can do more. Yeah. I think, I if think you compare yourself to yourself. Exactly. Like I'm trying to beat myself at the end of the day and doing this exercise, long story short, 
I found that Jacob can do a lot better. And I, and I'm excited about that because now I have all these new avenues that I'm trying to get better in. Are you comfortable enough to share what those are, what you found out? Yeah. So definitely. Um, I feel like because of the, this is, this is just one. Um, but for us all, I know we were talking about this due to the pandemic, we kind of lost our social, our social muscles have sort of atrophied in a way where definitely we, might have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to talk to anyone. <laughs> and I, and I talked to some of my other friends. I found out we're not alone. It's okay. Yeah. Um, so I, my general, the general consensus is that most people struggle to kind of have a conversation with somebody new and meet somebody and all the things that we were doing casually much like much before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so I found that I needed to practice uh, some of my social skills. I needed to get better. I needed to get back in shape socially, which was kind of interesting. Um, I can do better with my diet. I can do better with my um, mobility. I want to do more yoga. I want to eat better. I said that. <laughs> I want to... Um, I want to know wines. Were any That's like of a these weird things thing. that you found out about yourself? <laughs> yeah, like like brand new insights, or were they all like improvements on things that you're already doing, and you just have reprioritized them? So the social one was kind of brand new. Okay. I didn't. I've never really needed to focus on working out my social skills, but I feel I'm glad I have some sort of self awareness due to whatever reflection I've been doing, and noticed that I needed that growth. Um, and and then the just other like stuff you, is like- You feel like you've actually lost the social skills or you haven't been put in situations so you haven't used them. But like if you were in a social situation right now, would it be like more awkward? Well, right now I feel like, I feel like I've been practicing. So I feel like I'm, I'm like, like getting there with my oh, social you're, skills. You're like I feel good. those muscles. Yeah, no, I feel good. Like I feel like I can go, walk up to anybody, talk to them right now. Mm-hmm. But- but, <laughs> but, uh, like even three weeks ago, no, I would have been. So how do you practice something like social skills in a pandemic? So <laughs> you like, go to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You go to Florida. No, no. Um, like, I don't know. I literally just took a trip to Florida. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, this is not the prescription, but it's something that I did. So I took a trip to Florida. I met people on the plane. I met people in the Uber. I met people at the park. I met people at the beach. And I just counted the three every time I was anxious to talk to somebody and started talking to them. And very intentionally, it was all practice. Like, even if it was girls that I didn't find, like, particularly my type per se. And I didn't just talk to girls either. I was talking to everyone literally and just trying to make conversation easier for myself. It was all practice. And I genuinely got some cool relationships out of it. But even if it was girls that I wasn't particularly interested in, it was still like intimidating at some level, especially to talk to opposite sex my age. Yeah. That's probably the hardest one. So I I sought those out more. Mm-hmm. because that was like the flinch. Yeah. So I, just exposure, getting yourself out of the house, mm-hmm. giving yeah. yourself opportunities. Reps. Yeah. Reps. That's the yeah. only way through an instance like that. Anyway, the point of all of this is that none of like this newfound fire I have for my own improvement, um, 
what I, what I now know I want out of a woman more concretely has been formed through a very formal, um, exercise of self-reflection. And I like to do that. I think the most, and most recently with writing, I think that writing helps me think and, Definitely, and, yeah. and it's almost like you have I, to have clear ideas in order to write them down. Exactly. I feel like I almost don't know what I think until I write it down. Definitely. And so lately I, I've just been writing a lot more and I feel my thoughts are getting way more clear. Pardon me. Drinking Perrier this morning. <laughs> like, yeah. Carbonated water and podcast do not mix. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. Um, yeah. I don't know. Do, do you have any, I, I know you do. <laughs> do you have any great um, self-reflection anecdotes? I feel like it's become a very important part of our process, and I'm not trying to convince you to self-reflect. I think it's a must. It's a necessary mm-hmm. part of, you know, life. Um, and I know that you know, Stoics are really into self-reflection, and Stoics yeah. are really into journaling. But like again, I'm not I'm not the poster boy for Stoicism, but I know there's a ton of value in getting my own thoughts on paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you? So I think we actually did an episode of the last version. Um, we did one about journaling, but we also did one about it was like introspection training or something. Did we? I don't Maybe remember. it was planned. I don't remember what it was, but it was basically you intentionally think about what your life would look like if you got to the end of your life and things had gone very, very wrong or very, very right. So it's like disaster training. Oh, that's like, uh, I think that's called like life architecture. I don't remember what we called the episode. We, oh, it was called like, it doesn't matter, but oh, it whatever. was, it was like dream planning or I forget. I forget. We'll have to. Fail your predictions. Fail your predictions. There you go. That's what it is. So yeah, you look in the future and you basically say to yourself, if you were to dissolve under the guise of your own vices, like if you let yourself go. And everyone kind of knows I have a problem with, you know, eating snacks or I have a problem with, I don't know, whatever your personal vice is. If you completely let yourself go, eventually that negative feeling you feel towards yourself kind of acts as like a compass towards what you should work towards. Because a lot of times it's easier to know what to be motivated by if you're motivated by a negative thing, if that makes sense. That's really true. You know how um, some people, I think probably all people at some point or another have kind of projected their own fears, anxieties, things they don't like about themselves onto other people. What do you mean? So, So like when you, like if you're in a crowd and you're new to, I don't know, self-improvement and you haven't really woken up to the fact that we all suck and don't really matter and that your journey is like it's not about you anybody else it's only about you um like when you are comparing yourself to other like in grade school or something and you start to like dislike people for particular reasons they're often reflections of the things you don't like about yourself okay so like you can kind of point out when people are really insecure about a particular thing because they're projecting it onto somebody else. Um, So there's, there's, what is it? The only way, the only way around is through and the only way out is in. So I like this. I don't know where it comes from, but it's about the only way past is through or only way around is through. So 
when you feel this feeling that you're talking about, or you have any sort of adver- adversity in your life, you have to confront it face to face. So the only way like past that barrier is through it. You're not going to get around it any other way. You have to just meet it. And you know, and you have to that, take responsibility for exactly this like life. in football. If you don't, if you, if you're, you're going in to tackle somebody, if you don't give the hit, you take the hit. So you have to come in harder than he does, or you're going to get popped and it doesn't feel very good. And I, I kind of bring that mentality to my own vices and you except know. in this example here you're the guy you're hitting you have <laughs> yeah, to hit I'm yourself harder than, than the myself. life of yourself is currently hitting the, the <laughs> yeah. present you yeah um and then the only way out is in so you know a lot of the adversity we face is actually just all in our own head yeah our worst enemy is us <laughs> yeah so we have to do these exercises that I've, we've been talking about uh, journaling, self-reflection, uh, meditation, um, breathing. Um, yeah. All of these things help us just go in further. Long cardio. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're they're all meditation in a sort of way that is helping us get passing through and by going inside ourselves. And I think it's a fundamental part of our existence that we chase and know ourselves because knowing ourselves feels like one of the most difficult tasks we have, but I think it's a a key factor in fulfillment. Do you think you can know yourself by reading other people? Like I think fiction is a good way to know yourself because fiction is like the truest form of understanding human nature and humans aren't all that different. So I think reading as well as journaling, like you've said, is a super straightforward path to knowing yourself. That's really interesting. I didn't really think about it like that, but I think you're right. Like Sometimes you don't even know where to look when you're looking in yourself. So you need someone to show you where to look. I was As, as soon as you said that, I was thinking exposure to ideas. Yeah. And so however you're getting that exposure, I think even like you're saying, reading is really good form of that. But um, I was thinking like poetry or maybe you even make stuff. If you make stuff, you start to understand yourself a little bit better. I think I get a lot of out of creating and I definitely learn more about myself sometimes, but it's, it's a, it's akin to me writing down my ideas. It's the same process. I'm just doing it kind of differently. It's not as, this is what I think it's more like nuanced and performative. And it definitely takes practice in my personal experience. Like I didn't realize how long I lived without really knowing what emotions I was feeling Dude, and yeah, I guess after a certain amount of time, yeah, maybe it was just growing up. Like as a kid, <laughs> like, sometimes you feel emotions for the first time. And you're like, I don't really know what that is. You're like 11 and, and not <laughs> meditating, and you're like, fuck, like piece of shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, welcome to the podcast of two 22 year olds <laughs> living life and then talking about it. But yeah, I think it's 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 hard sometimes to to know what you're thinking about knowing what these emotions you're having are and then knowing what to do about them. Like if you're angry at someone or you feel dejected by someone, what is the course of action? Like, why are you feeling this emotion? Is that emotion because of an insecurity that you have or is this, this person hurting you and you need, you need to stop that. So it's just about asking yourself questions, this introspection stuff. Yeah, seriously. And And, uh, very simply and making it part of your, your daily system or your, mental process to just make that part of how you see life when you right 
when, when you're in certain situations, your brain prompts you to do things that you would not have originally done because you're listening to this conversation. Right. Hopefully. And I, at this point, you and I have been doing this for a, a while and I'm sure we'll continue to go down this trail. However, I just want to make it clear that there's things that about this process that we probably really take for granted in our own like systems mm-hmm. because like at this point, every time I'm faced with adversity or emotions that I'm unsure of or anything, I have tools to navigate them and I don't, and I'm immediately questioning and I'm immediately, what can I do now to feel differently? It's, it's like, it's why initially. And then it's what can I do to empower myself? So mm-hmm. immediately, um, there's, there's some cool stuff that I found this morning when I was doing some research before we sat down and there was this woman doing a Ted talk and she, um, was specifically researching why, uh, people introspect, what causes like good introspection, where do people sit on the spectrum? What are the benefits? What are the fallbacks, everything. She basically found out that there's no fallbacks, like everyone should do it. But she found out that I think it was 95% of people think that they're self-aware. <laughs> she, yeah. she found out, and she had her own measures for this. They, she had a team, they were doing tests, and they had to pass these certain validation points um, to prove what I'm about to say. She found out through research that 10 to 15% of people actually are self-aware. So she she said, you know what that means? That on a at, on a good day, at any given point, eighty percent of us are lying to ourselves about lying to ourselves. <laughs> so that makes perfect sense, though. No, it's it's and it's really just so bad about knowing themselves. Right, right. I think there was a similar study that asked people whether or not they were an above average driver. And like 85% of people said they think they're an above average driver, but by definition, only 50% of people can be above average. Truly. So we're super bad at comparing ourselves to yeah. whatever average is or even whatever like the baseline of self-awareness is. Yeah. And, and for me, a really important part about at least starting my self-awareness and continuing it further is keeping a good crowd around me that isn't full of yeses. Yeah. People I, who call you out. Yeah. All literally every single friend I have will tell me when I'm on some bullshit, and I because <laughs> you want some bullshit sometimes, <laughs> yeah, Jake. Whatever, no, I am, I am. But I, I need that. I want that. I want friends that tell me that, yo, uh, you know, maybe you shouldn't act like that in public, <laughs> Jake. <laughs> like maybe you shouldn't say that to that person the way you just said that. And I'm like, oh, you, you know what? You're right. Actually, yeah, I shouldn't. And I think it's just. I don't know. I'm so grateful, but yeah. Do you have any other um, ways that kind of self-reflection comes to you other than kind of formally? Do you, do you, um, do you think about self-reflection in ways that aren't like immediately obvious? Um, For me personally, I, the biggest thing has definitely been meditation. I'm a little hesitant to like preach that because there, there's a lot of like woo woo and there's lots of different kinds of meditation and that's a whole topic on its own. Right. But it's basically you just you sit there and you listen to your own thoughts and then you realize like I'm not actually the one controlling these thoughts. I can't choose what thoughts I have and there's just constantly thoughts coming up and you know, practicing using that muscle every day makes you better at seeing your emotions and seeing 
the self-awareness you're talking about. Right. And the reason people don't know that they're not self-aware is because they haven't, you know, seen what really self-awareness is. That's, that's very true. Yeah. You can, you can, uh, learn a lot just by listening mm -hmm. to yourself. Yeah. Just go on a walk without headphones. And <laughs> yeah. Like, you just realize that the entire time there's a person inside of your head talking and that person is you, but you're not controlling it. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. I feel like I didn't unlock certain levels of meditative state or meditation until I oversimplified it mm -hmm. and made it just trying to be quiet and listen yeah. to myself. And then from there, you can kind of get deeper and deeper. Mm -hmm. But I, I didn't really fully grasp meditation until I just made it so simple. And then, and then I was able to kind of start getting the benefits, which for me have been mental clarity, um, focus. I don't have thoughts lingering when I'm falling asleep at night. I know I've, I've talked to so many people like friends, family, et cetera, that just have thoughts all night. And it's part of when like, they're sleeping, like no part of their insomnia is like keeping uh, them awake is like often like thinking in bed. Yeah. And I think that I don't even like, I used to have that a lot and I don't even have that anymore. Like I don't just have thoughts keeping me awake at night mm -hmm. anymore. And I feel like that's, a direct result of meditation. I feel like there's like endless stuff coming out of our heads and yeah. we, and, but there actually is an endpoint, like kind of theoretically and that they kind of will stop one day coming. But each time you meditate and address those thoughts, you're kind of checking off a, a massive checklist. Mm -hmm. And, and one day you kind of get to like the last one and you reach this fully calm state I know that there's this this one guy that professes to control every every thought he has. Um, I forget his name, but he's like he's either. like known as like the most self aware dude. And I know Modern Wisdom's talked about him a bunch and and um, some other like guru stuff. But so he just doesn't have thoughts. Well, they're just all intentional. They're like he lives a completely intentional subconscious and conscious life which he just talks about like he he can meditate for days mm -hmm. yeah i'm a little skeptical about that I'm like super I, skeptical. I'm, not, I'm not that 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 high level i guess but i don't see how you could ever intentionally have a thought i have no idea like, what is the how do you know what to think and the the thought that told you to think that like even desires like how do you want something intentionally unless it came from somewhere I have no idea. I don't know. I guess that's kind of semantic. I haven't watched the documentary on this guy either. Hence the reason I don't know his name. He seems like a nice guy. He's out I'm there. Sure he's good. He's out there. Believe me. Yeah, just Google he Believe and then he'll me. probably show up. <laughs> wait, wait, Google what? Just he, I guess. He's okay. out there. Oh, yeah, true. True. Um, so, yeah, self-reflection um, has has done so much for me that I feel like even though it's fundamental – and even though it's not super glamorous topic that it it is necessary for us to broach mm -hmm. on some level. And I think your your exercise where you you know define your mate or whatever is good. That's a good intentionality tool. Are yeah. there any others that you would I guess failure predictions are good. Failure you, predictions are amazing. You know, pretend you're at the end of your life and think about the things that you failed at. What are the things you regret doing? Yeah. What are the things you regret not doing. I think a huge motivator for me is the like not having regrets. Like, yeah, I do a lot to make sure I don't mm -hmm. have regrets. And regrets are something that 
is super easy to put to the back burner of your thoughts because it's hard to think about what are the things I regret or what are the things I will regret because it's an uncomfortable conversation to have. It's very uncomfortable. And and the thing is, is it seems that every time I self-reflect, the I get the most value out of the things that are most uncomfortable for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which sucks, but... It makes sense. It's like also it's, like, wow, I you know, really needed to have this conversation with myself mm-hmm. to really understand what I was thinking. And that's kind of what I was trying to get at when I was saying your emotions can kind of point you in the right direction. Like if something is a hard conversation to have, right. then it, it probably is the conversation you need to have. And you can use that as your compass. Like yeah. If you, if you feel shame or anger around some sort of topic in your life, or you, I, I don't know, you feel dejected, fear. Fear, if you're fearful of something, you feel regretful of something, the more you try to avoid that conversation, the more that's an indicator that you need to have that conversation. Right. And I think uh, a lot of people do with like trauma mm-hmm. and, or like a breakup and they're, they'll have those thoughts and they will run away from them. Yeah. But the, like the quickest way through a breakup is feeling it out. Rebounds. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, hey, you do you, but uh, I, I got a method locked down here, no, sir. No, 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 no. The, I mean, sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the quickest way through is not honestly. I think that's unhealthy until you've done this exercise. Yeah, probably. Of, um, yeah, fuck you, will. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, is just feeling it out. Like, like you have these thoughts in your head for a reason. You have, and they're not going to go away until you address them. They just linger, and then they create these moments of staying awake at night and thinking about it. And then they take away from other moments of your life where you could have focus, you could have excellence, but you are lacking because you have mental bog. Yeah, I think, or mental fog. But you're being bogged down by your the things going on in your head, yeah. whether subconsciously or consciously. And if you can just, like I said, just give the hit instead of take the hit to all of these things that uh, are adversity to you, I think you will be pretty set. Probably. I think you'll be a pretty dynamic person on like no matter who you are. Yeah, I think you're right. Um. So wait, there there was more I wanted to touch on and I'm, it's kind of escaping me, um, but you sparked something earlier when you said something. Well, while you think of that, I'll bring up one last thing, Okay. which is I think in the future you mentioned you wanted to do an, a podcast on knowing your why. Mm. And I think one of the greatest paths to knowing your why, which is something we'll explain in the future, is is this introspection. Yeah. And just asking yourself as many questions as you can. And the more you ask yourself questions, the better you get at answering them. You're right. You're right. Uh, uh, so I have two things. So okay. back to that researcher from the TED Talk. She said that um, most people were introspecting wrong by only asking why. And this mm. is how I interpret it. Because a lot of people will just like get cancer and then say, why me? For example. Or like get broken up with and say, why me? Or why did this happen? Like what? A lot of things you can't explain actually with why. Um, or you can't explain like fundamentally, but you can ask what I can do and what, like what action steps do I take here? Mm -hmm. And so she, she was kind of trying to wrap people rather dramatically. No, no offense, but she was trying to ask, she was trying to wrap people's head around 
taking action steps, I believe, instead of um, kind of getting into mental traps where okay. they're, they're, they're in a cycle of delusionment. Or they're in a cycle of why me or like this is horrible, I think, is the thoughts that follow that. Okay. So if there's something wrong with you, instead of making it personal to you, you realize that you can improve and get better? I guess. I don't really. I'm thinking about this. Like if you're trying to find a girl on a dating app and no one's swiping right on you, you know, obviously you could ask yourself like, why are they not swiping right on me? But that seems kind of like the same question as what can I do differently? Yeah. And I didn't really have this perspective at all until I listened to her speak. And I don't really profess to share this thought. It's just something that she was saying through her researchers that like what showed up, you know, much more. Yeah, making it as actionable as possible in your questions instead yeah. of like the metaphysical, like who am I as a person? Yeah, the exactly. nihilism trap and all that. Yeah, yeah, taking taking action, taking accountability mm-hmm. for the things that are wrong with you. This is all about. This is you know we we say self reflection with the nuance that you take accountability for everything that you feel and every thought you have because those like you're in control of your emotions at the end of the day, and so. That's a fundamental. Well, hopefully, yeah. That's that, a hard road to, to get down. It's but, a fundamental yeah. truth, though, that that kind of uh, wraps this conversation. That yeah. I don't. What the, another thing that we kind of kind of breezed over because we kind of take it for granted. Um, but yeah, you have to be accountable with all the thoughts in your head, and self reflection is a good way to get there. Yeah. Too. Um, you were talking about other ways. I. You you said something about like oh any other exercises oh any other exercises okay so you said besides journaling there or, was failure predictions you did the, the oh, cool one where you this, try to yeah, make your yeah. mate okay so perfect day Ooh. this is an this is one you put me on to so yeah. if you want to explain it go ahead but so this is this like was so this was going to be an episode I was going to do in the future oh sorry no no problem <laughs> um but yeah yeah it's a really good topic you write out what the perfect day for you is. And if you had to live the same day over and over again, what would make you productive and fulfilled and, you know, allow you to accomplish your goals. And then you compare that to what you're currently living. And then you read the quote by Annie Dillard, which says that how we spend our days is of course, how we spend our lives. Amen, Annie. And then, you know, you realize that you can just have better days and the more you have better days, the more you have a better life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's really important that you identify not only uh, where you are and where you want to be, but the space between those two mm-hmm. and then action steps to get there. Yeah. So that's exactly what I did like with the mate thing was like, where's where am I at right now? Where yeah, What is the girl that I could get? And then what is the girl I want to get? And then how do I become the person that could get the hotter Yeah, girl? but it really turned into like, where am I at now personally? Like, yeah. where is Jake at? Where does Jake want to be? And how can Jake get there? And then those, th- no, I have a simple remedy to thoughts, lingering thoughts I was having that were somewhat adverse. I, they were just kind of muddled. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were like bad, but they were muddled. And through journaling, through action steps, through this whole process, exercise, whatever, I'm able to come out a better person, I think. And I think that's that's kind of the gist of, awesome. of all of it, introspection. So, Yeah. <laughs> Go ask yourselves questions, people. Yeah, and question, yeah, question everything, honestly. And the question you should be asking yourself is where do you find us on the internet? And the answer to that question is Twitter and Instagram and Discord. Discord. All at Living Every Now. And links in the bio. Yeah. And if you enjoy this episode, share it with your friend or your mom. 
or sister, your brother, any random person. Or another person, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, All right. thanks for listening, everyone. It was fun. We'll, we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.